This week, we are featuring some of our greatest hits, the best of the WREL Daily Download. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. Today, we're going to break down what redistricting is and how it works and what it means to voters. We recently saw the North Carolina Supreme Court do something really unusual, reopen a case it's already ruled on in mid-March. Now, this could impact the 2024 elections, and it made national headlines, not just because we're considered a swing state in the presidential race, but because we're also pivotal in deciding which party controls the U.S. House of Representatives. In today's deep dive conversation with WREL state government reporter Will Doran, who is in the courtroom for these cases, we're going to talk about this issue along with gerrymandering, what they are and how they affect voting in North Carolina. Will, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to be on. Thanks. So this is a really complex topic, and I'm hoping you can help us break it down for our listeners. So what is redistricting and gerrymandering, and why are people so concerned about this issue? Yeah, so I've spent far too many hours of my life uh, (laughs) sitting through court cases and legislative hearings and everything about redistricting. So um, stop me if I get too into the weeds. But At its core, redistricting is just the drawing of the maps that we use for the districts that determine, okay, who is going to represent this part of the state in the state legislature, in Congress. And the big political question here is, should the people who are in charge, which is our state legislature, how much power should they have over this process? And should they be able to have oversight from the courts or should they be able to just do whatever they want, essentially. And what is this based on? Is it based on population? I mean, how do they decide where these lines go? Yeah. So there are some arcane rules that, you know, the the courts have laid out over years because, I mean, we've had lawsuits over this just going back for many, many years. But in a sense, yes, it's about population. You know, you hear the phrase one person, one vote thrown out a lot. You know, you the, the idea is to make sure that everyone, you know, is equally represented. In in Congress and the state legislature. So what is gerrymandering? Gerrymandering is when the party in charge decides, hey, we want to tweak these lines to help ourselves out. And so what that might mean is, you know, packing a ton of voters of one political party into one district, you know. So then, you know, even if the state's kind of 50-50 split, you know, you have this one district and the way it's been done recently is, you know, you pack Democrats into districts and, you know, so it'll vote like 80-20, you know, for a Democrat. And then, you know, that allows the other districts to vote, you know, maybe like 52-48 for Republicans. And so you can kind of, you know, juice the numbers a little bit to help Republicans. And that's what we've seen recently. And of course, I should add, Democrats did the exact same thing when they were in charge. So it's really a mathematics game in a way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, There's so much math involved. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be good at it. Um, So talk to me about how this relates to the case Moore v. Harper. What is that case and and how does it relate to what we're talking about? Sure. So people probably remember um, if they pay attention to political news or even just the regular national news, because this made national headlines uh, last year. It's a Supreme Court case uh, that originates out of North Carolina, but would affect the entire country. And it says basically that when a state legislature wants to do something related to federal elections, then state courts can't step in and say, hey, what you're doing is unconstitutional. So 
This, for example, was actually kind of a, a key part in former President Donald Trump's efforts to stay in power after the 2020 elections obviously didn't work out for him. Um, it obviously has also tons of ramifications for gerrymandering and the even though it didn't work for Trump in 2020, our state legislature is asking the Supreme Court, hey, we want you guys to put this rule into place for the future. However, since we had this, as you said earlier, this almost unprecedented decision by the Supreme Court to go back and rehear this state level case because the Supreme the US Supreme Court case, sorry, this is getting confusing. So the, state the US Supreme, Supreme Court, Court case is, yeah, is is now rehearing a case. Right. Yeah. And the US Supreme Court case is based on this state one. Okay. And so the fact that the state justices are redoing this made the nation's Supreme Court step in and say, hey, Take wait a notice. second. You know, yeah. like do any of the arguments that y'all made even hold up if the state's court ends up reversing the ruling. Right. So it is very complex. And and so basically the lawsuit in front of the state right now is is about how the legislature will redraw these maps. Exactly. Correct? Okay. Exactly. And so right now we have 14 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives and they are split 7-7. The Republicans won seven of those seats in 2022 and the Democrats won seven of those seats in 2022. Those are court-ordered maps because of the lawsuit last year that ruled the original maps that our legislature wanted to draw unconstitutional. And the maps that they wanted to draw originally would have given Republicans at least 10 of those 14 seats and maybe 11 of the 14 as well, even if you know the statewide vote was split roughly 50-50. And so that caused this, our state Supreme Court last year to step and say, hey, wait a second, this is just completely unfair. You know, if the states split 50-50 with the voters, why should one party get 11 of the 14 seats? That doesn't make any sense. However, that was when the court had a Democratic majority. Then the elections happened and voters flipped the majority. They put Republicans in control of the court and the court came in and said, hey, we're going to rehear that case because we don't think that it's the place of the courts to even weigh in. On so gerrymandering. It, but in a way, it, it, there just is so much politics involved in this. I mean, you can't ignore that. Anybody who says it's not part I mean, it is partisan, obviously. Yep. We elect our judges in partisan elections. And, you know, part of the reason helping Republicans flip control of the courts was there were millions and millions of dollars put into the race from, you know, national D.C. groups who wanted to flip the court specifically for redistricting. So what is the GOP arguing in this specific case? Uh, they say that the state constitution is pretty clear uh, that it should be the legislature in control of redistricting and the legislature alone. They don't think that there's room for courts to get in here. They think it's just too complicated if you get into this math and to decide, well, what is fair and what isn't fair? You know, where do you cross that line? They say it's just it's too vague and it's not something that the courts should be involved in at all. And. This isn't the first time we've dealt with gerrymandering in our state, correct? I mean, there have been many issues in the past. Yes. <laughs> that is a an understatement for sure. Um, actually, you know, nationwide, a lot of like the, the key national Supreme Court precedents on gerrymandering are all from North Carolina cases dating back, mm -hmm. you know, through the 2000s and even the 90s and the 80s. I mean, we're for decades have really been ground zero of you know, how much should politicians be able to get away with? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute when we get back from our break with Will Dorn about what is next in this redistricting debate. 
Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. I'm talking with WREL's Will Doran about redistricting, what it means to you and me, the voters. And we were talking right before the break about gerrymandering. Why is North Carolina ground zero for so many of these cases? I mean, you say going back decades. Yeah, well, you know, it's a few things. Um, One, you know, a lot of the cases back in the 80s and 90s were about racial gerrymandering. So, you know, this was coming out of the civil rights movement and, you know, the courts were starting to recognize that, oh, hey, you know, these lawmakers are, you know, you know, North Carolina is a state where almost a quarter of the population is black and yet they're represented almost entirely by white people, both in Congress and at the state legislature. And so courts started saying, hey, y'all, y'all need to address this and, you know, make sure that your black residents have some voice. So the so the maps at that time, there was a belief that they were disproportionately uh, allowing white candidates in certain areas, some kind Correct. of an advantage over black candidates. Correct. And and we've seen that even, you know, up to the last decade, we you know still had racial gerrymandering cases here that the state was losing uh, because the way that they drew the maps was, you know, in such a way that it harmed black voters, you know, in favor of white voters and, you know, gave the one, you know, group a disproportionate voice in state politics. Um, You know, the case that we're talking about now is actually not about racial gerrymandering, but about partisan gerrymandering. And that's a trickier concept because there is so much established law um, on racial gerrymandering, but partisan gerrymandering where you have the question of like, okay, well, is it unfair for you know, the the party in charge, even if they're not targeting people by race, are they allowed to target people by their political party? Um, and that's the big question here and now. And the state Supreme Court had said, no, they can't. But now it appears that they might now say, well, their they can. Yeah. So we're, we're just going to have to wait. Ha- I know we're ground zero, but is it happening in other other states, these conversations, these debates? Yes. You know, some of the the big other swing states have this exact same problem. You know, uh, Florida always has lawsuits over these similar issues. Ohio actually has almost the exact same controversy right now that North Carolina is having. Um, And, you know, I mentioned with this national U.S. Supreme Court case, it could really open up a can of worms in a ton of other states. You know, you you have Democratic-led states like California, for instance, the biggest state in the country that have tried to take politics out of this by instituting, you know, independent commissions to handle their redistricting instead of letting politicians do it like we do here in North Carolina. But, you know, if uh, Republicans win their Supreme Court case 
here at the U.S. Supreme Court, then, you know, that could allow, you know, states like California to just really go all in. So, you know, while Republicans could pick up some wins and, you know, here and some other states, they they could face the loss of seats in places like California. So, it, you know, it could just be a whole jumble nationally. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like a reflection of our political uh, partisan, you know, uh, divide that's happening in this country as we're seeing that Yeah, I've, I've had people describe it to me as uh, it, it would create an arms race to basically see, uh, you know, wh- who could create the, the most extreme gerrymanders. Wow. And and so what does this mean for our congressional elections next year if the court reverses itself now that the balance of power has changed? Well, you'd almost certainly see several of our Democratic lawmakers in D.C. lose their elections um, or, you know, be drawn into such an unfavorable district that they wouldn't even try running again. They would run for something else. Um, Because it wouldn't just it just wouldn't be financially smart to do that if they couldn't be reelected. Right. Exactly. Like I said, right now we have a seven to seven split. But if the maps were drawn so that they basically all but guarantee a 10 to four split, Instead, um, you know, probably you would see, uh, you know, in Wake County, Representative Wiley Nickel, he might be at risk of, you know, having his seat be redrawn. He actually represents on paper a slightly right-leaning seat anyways, but it, you know, it could get redrawn to be really Republican-leaning. You know, out in Charlotte, you could see Representative Jeff Jackson, Democrat from Charlotte, uh, his seat could get redrawn in Greensboro. A Democratic representative Kathy Manning's seat could get redrawn. So, you know, kind of all of the major population centers of the state really could, um, you know, could see a big currently shift. have Democratic yeah. lawmakers, but, you know, could see them drawn out of their seats. What about local elections? I mean, the governor's race, for example. Yeah, that's a great question um, because obviously 2024 is coming up. Uh, you know, Roy Cooper is term limited. He can't run again. So we're going to have a, a brand new governor. Uh, we don't know which party they're going to be from yet. Um, we'll have to do the election first to find out. But, you know, obviously Cooper, a big part of his time as governor has been kind of acting as the Democrat, the Democratic Party's last line of defense on some of the things that the Republican-led legislature wants to do. He's he's mostly just spent his time vetoing bills. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a, a whole ton of, you know, things that he's proposed that he's gotten lawmakers to do. Uh, it's more playing defense. But, you know, if the court says, you know, hey, you know, no holds barred on redistricting and, you know, legislature can you know, have much more free reign to draw the lines that they want. That doesn't just apply to Congress. That also applies to their own seats in the state legislature. So they could potentially give themselves big enough majorities that they would be able to override any veto from the governor as long as all Republicans stuck together, which they typically do. So what's next? Well, we're going to wait and see what the court says (laughs) um, (laughs) and then wait and see what happens in the elections. Um, You know, the court doesn't have a deadline to issue a ruling on this. However, none of the facts have changed from when this was already heard last year. Um, you know, the the justices already know all of the issues. So, you know, we'd probably expect a new ruling to come out pretty soon. Um, and if that happens, you know, by this summer or even this fall, then that gives legislature plenty of time to potentially draw new maps, uh, you know, well in advance of the 2024 elections. 
Well, thank you so much. I know you're going to keep up on this. Well, thanks for your time and insight into this very complex issue and, and explaining it for all of us and breaking it down. Thank you. It is very complex. So <laughs> well, I hope we'll it's continue, been Yeah, it has been. And we'll continue to follow it. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download and making us part of your morning routine. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email waiting in your inbox every morning with triangle news events and headlines to get you ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com backslash newsletter. 